episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Dr. Mark Westfall joins us again. Uh, last time you were here, we were talking about psychology and politics. It was so interesting. I, I didn't stop thinking about it, and still it's bothering me. This whole two-party system. And luckily, it's now it's really coming and up. And that right? was a great conversation with Dr. Davis. Who I uh, should have just called Dr. Davis the entire time. Yeah. Natalie. <laughs> Not but Nancy. you know, interestingly, because I've always said, like, man, we need more parties. But you know, she kind of said, no, I'm not sure that yeah, would work. I know she said that. It was the one thing I honestly She's an expert. I don't know if I agree. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I mean, I'm not a political expert, but I I think that from the group dynamic standpoint, we talked about last time, that's what we talked about most of last time was group dynamics. And if you look at the kind of the way that groups move, they're moving to more of a polar direction. And, And you can see this. A great analogy is watching churches, okay, because... Great chicken, by the way. Churches are groups. They tend to have a similar... Uh, mindset, but they they that group, as we talked about last time, can become a little bit more and more um, uh, to the extreme. And so you see churches do that all the time, and then they subdivide. Right. Okay. Like Presbyterian Church, for example. I grew up in that, and then it had a divide over women and being in the part of the clergy. The clergy. Yeah. And so it in, and and uh, so a new view came into the group. It was strong enough to start polarizing people within the group, and then the group divided. Yeah. Event point is, eventually groups divide if there's enough dissension or enough, not really dissension, really just a counterpoint, or if it gets too polarized for the average person in the group. Is that like, not what's happening right before our eyes? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I think we're watching it happen right before our eyes. It's Seems fascinating. Like it. yeah, so you're I, thinking maybe the Democratic Party might split into two? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, actually, both. Honestly, you're I mean, the Rep- yeah. no, the Republican Party. Well, Reed's definitely joking. I thought no, he no. says he's not. No, no I'm not because well, who knows? Listen, it, the other problem we have is we have a two party system where like all the lines at this point are being blurred. People like to think that the Republicans are the rich ones and the Democrats are the socially conscious ones. But I mean, the Democrats no, the leaders are just, both are rich. They're all rich. And then the other day, now of course, who knows Donald Trump? Because that guy's not a normal guy on any level. But the other day, there was a headline about how he was saying that he was not opposed to raising taxes on the wealthy and raising minimum wage. The idea that a Republican candidate would say that he, on any level, yeah, like what's happening here? Well, I think, again, back to, and Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T, is a social psychologist. Look at some of his stuff online. But I think going with what he's talking about, about group dynamics, they're getting more and more polarized. And I think people on both sides that are more centrist, you know, are looking for a party that comes back to center. Or a leader, I'm hoping for a leader who can bring the parties back to center. I don't know if that's possible or not, but... You know, I think there's a lot of people that I talk to through my work. People share a lot of things. And I end up, yeah. A lot of people are disenchanted with both sides. And you're seeing that. Look at Bernie's getting a lot of— And uh, that's what of, I'm talking about with yeah, the Democratic Party. He's getting Party. a lot of publicity. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a lot of pull. Absolutely. And then you got Trump on this side, and, and then he's pulled from the mainstream. Trump's actually, you know, uh, been able to, to put the mainstream in the dust. Yeah. Hillary's still ahead of Bernie, but— it's an amazing amount of, of support Bernie has. So, uh, To me, Hillary seems to almost represent more of the centrist, a little bit more moderate middle ground. Bernie is really far out there to the left. 
But here's the thing. The Republicans didn't put up anyone legitimate this year. It didn't seem that really was more moderate. I mean, everybody they did, Rubios or people the like Bushes that. The Bushes and the Rubios. I mean, they fell off pretty quickly. Well, I think that's because their party is disenchanted. Right. Yeah. And but, so I think, yeah. I think you know, anyway, who knows, who knows? if it's going to break in part or not. But, yeah. but last time we talked about mostly groups. This time I thought we'd talk about the individual psychology that affects politics. I mean, we could talk forever about groups, right, and, right. Um, but I thought we'd kind of move it to more individual psychology. So last time was group psychology. This is more individual psychology. And there's a psychology individually of the people who run for office. What's going on with them psychiatrically, psychologically? Nothing good. And it, <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. I think a lot of people probably second that. Well, was it Douglas Adams who said, I think anyone who's capable of having himself made president of the United States should under no circumstances be allowed to hold that office. Um, and I think that's a pretty... Oh, I like Yeah, that. somebody yeah. wrote me today in response to that article that I, I'd written, and they said, yeah, I'm going to be running for office, this and that. And I was like, why, you don't want to do that? Yeah. Like, why in the world oh, would you do well, that? Well, and you know, interesting, a little plug for next time, because we're going to have, uh, hopefully in a, a month or two, a couple of people who are running for some office, um, and national, federal, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll see what it's like. Why do people choose that? Yeah, but going back to the individual. So looking of, at the actual candidates, and, and so yeah, yeah, looking at the individual personality of, of candidates who run for office, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the individual psychology of people who vote. Right. But starting with the candidates, there are not really good studies that show certain personality traits of candidates. There's no good, well um, controlled studies that look for everybody people going into office and do they have a personality structure different than the average person. Most of what we see people talk about or what uh, but, but what we do have as psychologists or psychiatrists or people who are interested in human behavior or social psychology is we see them we see it we see people running for office publicly um, through the media mm-hmm. and so we we tend to think we know them we see a lot more about them than we do you know people running maybe for the local mm-hmm. you know city council um, and what we know we take from the media. So it's inherently somewhat biased because the media presents things that are somewhat biased, but also the media covers probably more of the scandalous or the more eccentric of those running for office than the non-eccentric. They're covering what bleeds. Exactly. That's right. Which I just have to assume Gary Johnson, who's a libertarian candidate, is just just as bland as can be because why are we not hearing more about that? Like I really felt like this is the year. This is it. Yeah. Everybody's so, you know, mm-hmm. disenfranchised with everything that's going on. The Republicans are, they don't like Donald Trump. Only this one, like, sect, which I know is a huge amount of people, yeah. but whatever. And then even the Democrats. Yeah. I mean, they're they're torn but at this, this part. Like, this is the year for the Libertarian. You would and, think. And just nothing. There's this just nothing proves, though, Natalie Davis's point, though, that, I mean, if this year is not sparking genuine interest in a third party, then at what point? Unless one of the parties literally Unless does Unless it actually break. fractures in half. So but, yeah. let's say, for example, I mean, again, I'm just... We're back to the group thing. Yeah. But let's say yeah. that um, that Trump uh, doesn't win the Republican nomination. Right. I would think the Republican Party then would really take. I mean, th- there's an opportunity for them to go back and say, th- "What are we going to do?" Right. And there, to me, there's kind of a vacuum um, because the regular candidates didn't even come close. Yeah. And then Trump, who I think the Republican Party is going to start to kind of put their arms around because yeah. they want to win. If he doesn't win, then they got they got to go back to the drawing board. You might could see a different a, a strong leader come within that group and rally a different feel, yeah. something maybe a little bit more reasonable towards center. I don't know that could 
and then they could pull some central Democrats who like are getting tired of going far left, and you might could see something. But they are then going to lose this huge, you know, relatively large, huge. I'm going to say huge, a relatively huge group of. Trump supporters who are reflecting something that I think is kind of dark and disturbing in our society, which are, you know, um, these, you know, far right kind of, I don't know how to describe what's going on with those people, but it's almost like Tea Party Plus. Um, yes, yeah, it probably referred to as authoritarianism. Yeah, um, yeah. But back to the individual, there's only one study I could find that actually studied the personalities of, of, um, Politicians and they they compared politicians and I think it was um, college professors and librarians and and so it looked at that and there were subtle differences. The politicians did score higher on this one inventory called the narcissistic personality inventory that you guys took. Interesting. As well. Okay. Um, it wasn't dr- as dramatic as you would have thought, but in general they did score higher um, than the other three. Um, so after the break, we can talk about those numbers. And so what does yeah. higher mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so we'll, next, after the break, we'll talk about what the uh, narcissistic personality inventory is. Great. All right. We'll uh, pause for just a second. Come right back. More with Dr. Mark Westfall. Before we go, though, I think I do. I have figured out what's going on, why, why we haven't been hearing much from libertarians. They currently have 18 candidates. Oh, okay. 18 yeah. listed candidates. Now, they're going to decide on one next week. Yeah. But... That's why. That's why we have it. And I hate to burst your bubble. We still probably won't hear much about them now. (laughs) (laughs) To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. 